Welcome to the SD Sports Scene Podcast. Each week, we'll cover all things sports in Northeast and North Central South Dakota with scores, stats, schedules, interviews, and much more. Thanks for making us a part of your day, and please make sure to check out your source for sports at sdsportscene.com. Welcome to the SD Sports Scene Podcast this week, uh, featuring uh, Dave Vilhauer and Jacob Wirtz. Uh, I'm Jacob Wirtz. Dave, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing all right. We got a busy week ahead of us so oh, far. Oh my goodness! I tell you what, it's uh, th- this is a fun time here. We're going to uh, crown state football champions this week. Uh, crown state volleyball champions next week. So we're, we're definitely transitioning here from fall into winter. But uh, before we get to winter, we've got a lot of great games coming up. Absolutely, we're gonna we're gonna recap last week's uh, schedule before we move on to this week's uh, busy schedule and. Uh, we'll start with some volleyball last week. Had had a bunch of region matchups. And uh, Dave, what were you seeing there? Oh, my goodness. I tell you what, there were some outstanding matches. Uh, a, a lot of surprises. I don't know about surprises. Let's put it this way. Lower seeds beating higher seeds in Class A. We saw that a lot. It really jumbled up the Sodak 16 matchup. So uh, more surprises there than in B. Uh, one match that I, I figured was going to be really good. And it, boy, it lived up to its billing. Uh, Hitchcock Tulare beating Northwestern uh, in the semifinals of Region 1B and uh, two teams that are, are very well coached, uh, outstanding athletes. And I watched part of that on the internet and uh, really uh, an enjoyable match. And so we're going to talk about some Sodak 16 matchups coming up here uh, just momentarily. But I think of, of all the matches this past weekend, that was probably the one that uh, caught my attention the most. And and then, of course, we, we had uh, some, some Friday night football games and uh, some great battles there. I was down in Warner uh, for the Warner-Canastona game. And, uh, you know, it was kind of interesting because, uh, you know, what, what is it? Uh, it was deja vu all over again, as Yogi Berra would say. Uh, Canastota jumped on him. I, I mean, it was it was 16 to nothing, Jacob, before people even got sat down. I mean, two minutes into the game, basically, it was 16 to nothing. And then, uh, and then Warner came back and just methodically wore him down. Uh, I ended up talking to Alex Pudwell after that game. He's a, he's a lineman for the, for the Monarchs. And we talked a little bit about overcoming that slow start and then also uh, how, uh, how Warner was able to regroup and just kind of dominate after that. First quarter, when that ended, we made some major adjustments, and that really helped us out throughout the whole game. And that, that's really what it was, our coaches. And we really responded to that, and that helped us out a lot. You guys uh, managed to control the line of scrimmage. I saw you do it against Hamlin. You did it again tonight. How do you do that? Every every day in practice, we got we got good scouties. We got everything good. I mean, we work hard, and that's just that's just what we do. There wasn't a lot of head hanging when you got down sixteen nothing. This is a pretty good football team to spot them sixteen. Yep. And yeah. You, and you came back and just dominated this game. Yep. We knew we could beat them right from the start, and and that's that's what our coaches assured us. And did, did, did last year's game kind of slip into your mind? You know, that was a rough start last year, and you came back and beat them. Absolutely. I mean, maybe that was good and bad. I mean, yep. you didn't get down. You knew you could do it. Yeah, we knew they were going to come out right away and punch us in the mouth, but we knew we had to respond right away, and that's what we did. Going back to the dome, I'm sure you guys are on a mission here. You yep. came up short last year. Yes, sir. I'm sure you're happy but not satisfied. Yep, not yet. We, we know we got one more game, and job's not finished. 
So, and then, of course, uh, Fockton with another strong victory. Uh, Trojans have yet to give up a point in the postseason. Uh, really rolling along right now. And uh, so it'll be, uh, so we have Warner and Fockton actually uh, playing for state championships on Thursday in the Dome. And, you know, I covered that game when the two played each other earlier this season. And that was just a fantastic game. One in the closing seconds by Warner on a touchdown by Hunter Kramer there right at the end. So, uh, again, two teams that have had a very, very good season. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, Hitchcock, like you said, beating Northwestern, and that was that was you know a little bit of an upset there, like you said. I think a lot of people that might have shocked some people. Yeah, I you know to me, I don't even think it was an upset because Hitchcock Tulare was seated tenth uh, in seed points, uh, so they they were right there on the cusp of everything. Uh, two teams had not played each other this year, and uh, so you know I got a chance to watch both of them, and I, I really thought that that was uh, pretty much a coin flip kind of a match, and uh, you know uh, I got a chance to uh, to watch Ron Colley in their final home game on Tuesday. Uh, very strong effort there, and uh, you know Ron Colley served the ball really really well against Teal Spazina that night and uh, McKenna O'Keefe was just putting balls she was like she was like playing pool she was like corner pocket side pocket whatever you know wherever she wanted to put the ball she was was able to do that and so I I caught up with her after the match and I said how are you able to serve like that you know we've just been practicing serves a lot at practice and so I've just been really focusing on like where I place the ball so I just really wanted to test out some spots today and it seemed to work out I guess I mean you couldn't have uh, thrown it there any better those were those are really came out really strong as a team tonight. I want to ask you, you know, what it's like walking down the hallway knowing that this is your final home game of the season. Uh, does it did it feel any different? Did were the emotions any different uh, coming out here knowing that this is it in this building? You know, we just had to play as a team. We just knew that um, this could be potentially our last time playing together, so we just had to give it our all as a team. Also this past weekend, uh, watched some college football, Northern State, with their final game at Dakota Bank Stadium. And, you know, uh, took on a once-beaten Augustana team, uh, rated 21st in the country. And, uh, you know, the Wolves played right with them, as we talked a little bit off-air. Uh, they had more first downs, more yards, more time of possession, and not just by a little bit, by a, by a substantial margin. And yet they lose by two possessions. And you kind of scratch your head saying, uh, well, how did that happen? But had two trips to the red zone, uh, deep into the red zone in the first half came away with nothing uh, missed a couple field goals and just were never able to get over the hump there so uh, Wolves will conclude their season uh, at Northern Michigan I believe it's like a 14 hour bus ride from Aberdeen so uh, they probably left it right after the hockey game for that one but in any case uh, we'll see how that ends up here uh, this weekend absolutely yeah and of course in class a volleyball uh, of course I had a chance to go over to Groton and like you said Ron Colley playing over there Thursday mm-hmm. night as well. And uh, Groton played Sisseton in that first match. And uh, that that first set, uh, that made some people sweat, I think, <laughs> and on both sides. That was and, interesting. Man, was that something else. Uh, Groton had the lead there for mo- most of that set. And uh, Sisseton just came storming back and uh, used some timeouts to kind of regroup. And and then it went into extra, extra points, so to speak. And they just kept playing and playing and playing. But finally, Groton... Uh, Won that first set, thirty to twenty-eight, and then it just kind of deflated. Assisted, mm-hmm. uh, after that, next two sets, Groton just pretty much had control over those twenty-five fourteen uh, in in both sets two right. and three, and uh, just yeah, boy, what a what a fantastic first set. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ron Colley, uh, of course, they played second, but right. had a chance to catch up with uh, Chelsea Hansen, Groton coach, after uh, the after that match, and uh, here's what she had to say in some of that interview. 
your guys' offense tonight was pretty explosive. Yeah. Uh, just with the hitting, uh, just how, just explain that. Um, <clears throat> Sisseton has a huge block when they're there, but they they leave the net open a lot too. And um, I knew going into this match that their middles are their big blockers. Mm-hmm. And when they when we watch them play Redfield, you know Redfield has Katie Roselle, who's a huge hitter, and you know a lot of balls are going to go to her. So they got blocks on her because they knew where the ball was going. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't have one player that gets all of our kills. So I think Liz does a really good job of moving the ball around. And as soon as the their blockers had to start moving laterally, we were hitting with one blocker or no blockers a lot of the time. So um, we, we game planned that. We knew that that was something that was going to happen. So I just told them, like, if you hear hole or you hear nobody, you need to swing bombs away and make sure we're not <laughs> tipping on an open net. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they must have they must have been talking to each other or the hitters were seeing it. I'm not sure which one, but I was, I was glad it worked out. And like I said, uh, Ron Colley then after that uh, played Millbank. And uh, this one, you know, Millbank just couldn't find their stride. They mm-hmm. just, you know, right. every time it seemed like they caught a little momentum, uh, Ron Colley just took it right back. And uh, Ron Colley played very well. I thought they served well. Uh, and uh, just defensively played well. And Ava Hansen did go out in the, er, right, mm-hmm. right away early in that second set um, with an ankle injury. And she at first thought she might have broke it, but mm-hmm. as, as she said, she had previously right. in her career, and, but uh, didn't. And, and, but, it, man, they just didn't, it didn't phase them. They just they rallied together and, and made things happen and, and uh, got, were able to get the win and, and mm-hmm. played very well. So You know, it's, it's interesting. We had some, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we had some lower seeds beating some higher seeds. So it really kind of scrambled up the Sodak 16 matches. And, and so you look at some of these coming up here this week. Uh, boy, we've got some really interesting contests. We have that Groton team you were talking about taking on Linux. Uh, Groton with a much better record, but boy, I tell you what, Linux has played awfully good volleyball. They've got some really quality wins. Uh, that match uh, will be taking place in, in, at the Watertown Arena. Uh, Ron Colley uh, taking on Dakota Valley. And uh, boy, I tell you, you know, Dakota Valley's a 12C, but we talked about this about a month ago. They're floating around down there somewhere in the draw. They were rated second in the state uh, earlier this season. Uh, that's uh, that's going to be a, a challenge there for the Cavaliers, but they're playing well. That also taking place in Watertown over at Great Plains Lutheran. So a uh, couple of interesting matchups there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's southeast corner of the state. Lennox, Dakota Valley, Sioux Falls Christians, the one seed. Um uh, Dakota Valley beat Elk Point Jefferson in five sets. Yeah, that yeah. I mean, those two teams are both really good. Elk Point right. was their last year, and <laughs> yep. what a I mean, those are some, some oh, yeah. tough matches oh, for, for sure. Groton and Roncalli. Yep. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Miller takes on Flandreau at, at Huron. Uh, again, Miller uh, started, you know, both of these teams actually very similar, started out the year kind of a little slow and then just really kept getting better and better as the season went on. Uh, Flandreau taking down uh, top-seeded or top, yeah, top-seeded Hamlin in its region. And then, of course, another interesting match. These 9-8 matchups are always really interesting to me. Uh, you've got Wagner against Mobridge Pollock at Pier. Uh, and again, uh, a really interesting matchup. Wagner has just seems like they're, they're there all the time, you know. I don't know, but uh, certainly a couple of tough matchups there for local teams as well. Absolutely. I mean, Wagner last year, if I remember right, they were the top seed going into the A <laughs> tournament and yeah. returned a lot of talent yep. and, you know, maybe maybe struggled a little bit more this year, but still a lot of good players there for Wagner. Mobridge Pollock has had a very fantastic year and that's going to be a, a really good matchup there. And yeah, that Miller team, I, I believe I, I believe I covered the Roncalli yeah, game earlier in the year. They just looked, 
they just looked sluggish, slow early yeah. in that early in the year. But man, they have really picked it up. Yeah, yeah. And Flanders got some really good girls yes. athletes right now yeah. too. A real credit to Linda DeBoer. There got her 700th career win for the wrestlers this year. Does a fantastic job with them. Looking at some uh, Class B matchups, we've got uh, top seeded Warner. 36-0. They'll be taking on Trip Delmont Armor. That'll take place at the Huron Arena. Uh, other area teams in action. Uh, Harriet Selby uh, taking on Burke uh, at Chamberlain. Uh, again, that Burke team has been pretty dang solid. Uh, two teams here that have really had nice seasons so far this year. Absolutely. Yeah, I was looking at that earlier um, like this weekend, and I thought, man, that Burke, that's a tough draw for Harriet Selby. <laughs> They've just got some really good players every single year, and, and that's no exception this year either. So Harriet Selby's going to have their hands full, a lot of height for both teams. Oh, in that for matchup. sure. A couple of interesting uh, cross-river matchups, if you will. We've got Kadoka area against Wolsey Wessington. That'll take place in Fort Pier, and Phillip against Castlewood, and that'll take place at James Valley Christian uh, School. Uh, some uh, A couple of interesting uh, contests there, and uh, you know, it's really interesting when you have these these teams that don't really play a lot of the same uh, opponents don't play each other obviously uh some really good records i mean all of those teams with uh, 20 some wins uh what do you think on there that's that's those are gonna be interesting matchups i mean kadoka i didn't you know wasn't sure about them and they beat a good wall team mm-hmm. to get to this point yep. and uh, wolsey and kadoka both played philip and of course phillips in the sodak yep. 16 so i it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, for sure. And then, of course, another one of those 9-8 matchups that I was just talking about. Uh, we have Faulkton against hitchcock Tulare uh, down in Millette. Uh, that is just going to be a very interesting contest. Um, hit, uh, Faulkton, uh, hitchcock Tulare won the previous uh, matchup there. But, again, two teams very well coached, very similar. I got a chance to watch both of these teams this year. They both have uh, outstanding players. Uh, they both seem to be playing really well. Uh, uh, Faulkton had some really quality wins here at the end of the year um boy i tell you what I, this th- on paper this looks like almost like another coin flip uh, match to me oh man I, I, both these teams are state tournament quality teams i think and it's it's, it's going to be hard to see one of them lose because they both have really good players caitlin <laughs> yeah. schroeder for hitchcock players oh. been just fantastic, oh, fantastic. and melius for Fal- yes. uh, falkton I, yep. man what a, yep. what a great match well speaking of falkton let's switch gears a little bit and talk some state championship football uh, uh, uh jacob will be down at the dakota dome in vermilion on thursday uh, first contest of the day, a 9B championship, Avon against Faulkton in a uh, rematch of last year's playoff game, uh, won by Avon 74-48, to 48, I think it was. It was just that you needed a calculator for that game. And then that'll be followed by the Class 9A championship with Dubrick area against unbeaten Warner. Uh, uh, again, uh, some interesting matchups here. You want to take a, take a look at each of these, Jacob? Yeah, I think you know that first game with Faulkton and, and Avon, like you said, that was, a, that was a track meet last year when they played in the first round. And I actually forgot about that match, but they played in the quarterfinals back nine years ago. So they played a couple of times in the yeah. playoffs. And, yep. and uh, the, the, this should be interesting. Uh, Falkton, again, we've seen them just continue to roll throughout the year, just that one yep. score loss to yep. Warner. And yep. um, Lane Cotton's been a good player. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they've really dominated the line of scrimmage this yeah. year. And Avon, uh, man, they've, they've looked better and better as the year has gone yeah. on. They've had a couple of hiccups. Uh, that uh, uh, Isaiah Meyer has just been a... Oh force at running back for them. I no mean, you know, hundreds of yards and yep. seems like he scores three, four, five touchdowns at a pop. And <laughs> so it's going to be right. interesting there. And man, this Warner Dubrook game, I Dubrook kind of snuck up on some people. I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people had them in this slot here right. at the end of the year. And right. um, they've just quietly done their thing, uh, pulled off a couple upsets in the playoffs and uh, don't know a lot about them, mm-hmm. but uh, they've, they've, they got, they're very senior heavy. I do know that. And, and, but Warner, right. I mean, man, 
What oh. when we've seen Warner all year just dominate. They, they and they just get stronger as the game wears mm -hmm. on goes on. I mean, they just wear people down uh, up front. They're very good. Uh, and then a nine double A championship on Thursday night. We have Howard against Parkston. Should be an interesting battle there. Other state football championship games on Friday. We've got the eleven B championship. Hot Springs against Elk Point Jefferson in a rematch of last year's semifinal. So uh, two teams very. Good. And then look at this uh, matchup at eleven A. Uh, West Central against Dell Rapids. Man, stop me if you've heard those two teams playing in the dome before. Uh, that'll be a two o'clock uh, kickoff. And then Yankton and Beer on Friday night in the eleven double A matchup uh, again. In, uh, two ESD squads had a great battle the first time they played this year. And then to cap off the championships, the 11 AAA championship on Saturday night, O'Gorman against Sioux Falls Lincoln. Uh, so some, some really good games there, too. Absolutely. Del Rapids West Central is a rematch mm. of last year's championship. Uh, Pier going for their seventh, Oof. which which would be a state record, yeah. which they right now they're tied with West Central for sixth straight. Wow. Um, and then that, that Lincoln-O'Gorman matchup, Interestingly enough, we've never seen this matchup in a state championship. We've seen these teams play Washington and Roosevelt, right. but we've never seen this one. Of course, right. Jefferson's an outlier because they've only been in their third <laughs> sure, year existence. Sure, but yeah. Um, yeah, first time these two teams will meet for a state title. Wow. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say that on Thursday night, we've got some Class AA Sodak 16 volleyball action in Aberdeen. Pure coming to town to take on the Aberdeen Central Golden Eagles. That's a 6 o'clock first serve at Golden Eagles Arena. Uh, again, a very interesting contest. The two teams split two matches during the season, uh, each winning uh, on their home court, I guess it was, and uh, they played recently in Pier. That was a five-setter, so again, um, you know, winner goes on, loser goes home, so that'll be an interesting matchup, too. Uh, yeah, you know, when I when I saw the matchups come out, I thought, man, they just played recently, and that was a barn burner in Pier, yeah. and so that's Wow, that should be a fantastic game here in Aberdeen on, on Thursday night. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, we're getting to, to the point where we're going to wrap up the show here pretty quick. But just a, a quick reminder that uh, check out SD Sports Scene, uh, sdsportscene.com. Each week, we run dozens, and I do mean dozens, of box scores. We also run uh, dozens of quality action sports photos by John Davis. If you haven't checked them out, oh, by all means do so. Each week, I'm just... Uh, I'm just astounded by the stuff that he gets. Uh, he, he had a shot at the Northern football game on, on Saturday. He was standing uh, behind the end zone a little bit, and, and it just so happened that the play came right in front of him. Uh, you know, if he would have taken one step forward, he might have caught the touchdown pass. I'm not sure he was that close, literally. Uh, took a shot of it, and uh, we, we posted that on the, on the website. I mean, you can literally read everything on the football. It was just that close. So uh, I've always said nobody takes you closer to the game than uh, J.D., but uh, that was literally the case this past weekend. Also, we run all kinds of features and columns and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, so, uh, and we have a very handy app. You can uh, just uh, download that to your phone and uh, both, uh, you know, um, iPhones, Androids, all of that. So again, uh, each week, check out your source for sports at sdsportscene.com. Any other thoughts or comments there, Jacob, as we're heading really into a very fun time of the year because now it's it's pretty much uh, every game, every match takes on added importance. Oh, absolutely. This is this is kind of what we do here. We, we live for these moments <laughs> as, as sports reporters and yeah. uh, championship time. And uh, a quick shout out to uh, Tio Spazina making yeah. the All Nations yep. Conference Championship yep. on Saturday, Class B Championship. Sure. They fell to lower brule, 42 to nothing, but uh, shout out to them. Another yeah. great year for Tio Spazina. For so. sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, any other thoughts before you take us on out? 
I think I think I'm all set and ready to go. Let's let's get this party started this week with Sodak <laughs> 16 volleyball and all state right. football. So. Sounds good. Well, once again, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your day. Thanks again for listening to SD Sports Scene Podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Please check us out at sdsportscene.com for all of the latest stories, stats, photos, and schedules.